No ketchup. No ketchup. What's really good, my people? Welcome into No Catch Up Sports Talk Day Chicago Bears Week 8 recap. The Bears fall 26-23 in overtime. A lot of shit going on in this game. Um, we had a chance to put them away in the first half, I thought. We ended up getting three. We ended up giving up a touchdown right before the half, and the game completely flipped after that. I got the boys with me. Big Nick to quit. You already know. Eli Cabron, Bears insider. Fellas, We'll jump right into it. Let's start with you, Eli. Give us your your just initial. The, the game is over. You're on the couch. You let it stew for a little bit. Give me your initial take of the game last night and thoughts getting up this morning. To me, I could not believe that at one point in that game, like you said, the Bears were up 10 and looking like a competent offense because in the third quarter especially – that was the worst offensive performance I think we've seen at least this year. And that's saying something and at least, and maybe going back a few years because that third quarter was just so bad and it became evident. I mean, we've been, we've been talking about it for weeks. There's a clear disconnect between the offense that Matt Nagy wants to run and the offense that Nick Foles wants to run. And they don't seem to be getting in sync at all. And it doesn't help when three fifths of your offensive line is out and you're pulling people off the street um, against an aggressive defense, but they have to get on the same page if this team's going to move forward because the offense we saw in the first half was not there in the second half, and it just it was a complete mess and a coaching breakdown, quarterback breaks down. Um, it, they were very fortunate, I thought, to even get it to overtime and then had a chance to win. But um, the the better team won yesterday. The Saints were better in all phases. No yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah, I think that's the the simple. I remember that's what I said to myself. I was sitting on. I was sitting on the couch and I'm like, dude, we have no, this, we lost to a better team. Like simple as that. Better coached, better offensive skill players. The defense is good. Our defense is better than theirs, but their defense is good enough to, to especially against us on offense. But a buddy, man, of, was, a buddy of mine's a Saints fan and I told him they have three quarterbacks better than we have one. Like, yeah, for I real. I would take any of their quarterbacks over ours. For real. Big Nick the Quick. Yeah, um, man, another game that uh, I feel like the Bears could have 100% won, had opportunities to win, and just didn't capitalize on it. Like, I, I get it, man. Like, it, we're so starved for offense that we point towards those 10 minutes of the game where the Bears looked somewhat competent on offense and had three big plays, right? Rather it be the Dave Montgomery run, the pass to Robinson, or the, I'm sorry, the touchdown to Robinson, or the pass to Mooney, right? We can point to those three plays and be like, oh my gosh, some offense. Let's get super excited about it. And then what happens, right? Before we talk about the third quarter, to me, the game unraveled right before halftime when we had the opportunity to get the ball back by stopping them. And instead of that, we not only, we don't give up a field goal, we give up a full on touchdown. Really two touchdowns when you look at it because Drew Brees missed on the first one. And then we gave him the second one, same exact play wide open and he wasn't going to miss that back to back right it was third and 14 we give up a 13 yard play fourth down fourth and one they go for it they convert the rest is history they go on to score the game was over at that point 
we need to get the ball back in that situation, see what we can do, and then get it back coming out the half. I think after that, the game was completely over. Um, if you look at it, the Saints had a game plan, and they stuck to it. And the broadcast opened up with Aikman saying that. He's like, yeah, when we were talking to Sean Payton this week, he was extremely confident about his game plan. Extremely confident about his game plan. Like, he had watched the film. He knew exactly what to exploit on the Bears' defense, and he did it. Right up the middle, 10 yards. You could throw the ball for 10 yards up the middle all you wanted to. I don't know if a breeze pass sailed more than 15 yards yesterday. Like, really, he was just doing everything, dink and duck, and they were giving him first downs on it all day. And the other part of his game plan was he was absolutely going to go for it on fourth down almost every single time. So we want to talk about disrespect to our offense. It didn't matter where they were in the field. They were going for it on fourth down every single time. I've never, I've never seen anything like it. Well, listen. And they said coming into the game, they only went for fourth down twice. I'm pretty sure they went fourth down, what, five times yesterday? Listen, I'm going to tell you this. <clears throat> he could come out and say that he had a game plan and he was going to stick to it. We were busting their ass the first half until the last drive. We were all over them. So he could say he was going to stick to the game plan. We should have buried them and could have buried them if we score a touchdown before we give them the ball back with like a minute 40 left. So but it's a four, it's a four quarter game plan though. So I mean, I get that we yeah, came out I, beating them, but it, it, he knows the Bears' offense. He knows this offense isn't dangerous. He knows who he's playing against. If they go down seventeen three, they're in very deep trouble, in my opinion. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So like, the, I understand he wants to come out with a game plan and execute it, and they ended up executing it. But we let them execute it by by the conservative. It seems like it almost seems like when I'm watching that we're trying to kick field goals. It's like we're not trying to go down and score touchdowns. Like, even at the end of the game. Yeah. Like, we're planning for it to go to overtime. Like, go down and score a fucking touchdown or try so we don't have to go to overtime and we could win the game. It's just, it's a lot of conservative, scared, and we don't have enough talent. Oh, no. Simple as that. The play calling and the, the, the game plans coming into the game, like we talk about every week, don't help. But... Like uh, like uh, Eli said, we lose a bunch of offensive linemen. It's uh, it's just bad all around. I and I want I want to say this, people. There was a group of Bears fans that were mad at some of us, and mo- mostly all three of us on this pod anyway. That were we were we were three we were three and zero, oh, and or we were three and one or what we were we had a. I don't know exactly what week like this clicked for me where people were like, you would think the Bears were had a losing record. It was like, no, the real Bears fans with real eyeballs are looking at this team, and we know we we are very suspect. So we're not going to pour a bunch of love on this squad when they're extremely, extremely questionable. And now for back-to-back weeks, this is the we, we play decent squads, and this is what happens. I mean, you talk about the offensive playmakers, but one guy that they had been relying on was Jimmy Graham, and he was a complete no-show yesterday. That that throw in overtime where he just didn't reach out and extend his arms yeah, to try to get the game. ball. Like, what are you doing, bro? Like, that's that's the game right there. If the, if the Bears get a first down there, I mean, who knows what happens. But to give the Saints the ball back right away just, just killed the Bears' momentum. Like, I, I think that the Bears have – solid playmakers if they could have time to throw the ball but obviously the offensive line doesn't allow that but to, to Nick's point uh, to, to blame the defense for this loss I just can't agree with that because the defense I thought played one of their best games of the year I mean that drive yes they they Jalen Johnson just gave up the touchdown to Jared Cook for no reason at all but I thought the defense played pretty well 
uh, they they deserve to win the game. It was the offense that that cost us the the win, in my opinion. So I I, I think the defense played well at times. I think you know at other times there were some questionable defensive calls. I think Sean, you were calling it out in the group chat. The soft coverage, right? All that soft coverage was leading to those ten yard completions. So I don't know if that's a play calling thing or if that's you know on the guys out there on the field. But I right. thought that some of that was questionable. But yeah, overall, other than that one drive, um, yeah, I thought the defense played well enough to win again. You're holding the Saints team to 26 points, including overtime. Like, you should be able to come and win those games. You should be able to put up 30 points when you start with 13 in the first half. You know what I mean? You can't just go completely dead. You can't just start shooting yourself in the foot. You talk about that third quarter. I mean, where did we begin? You know, whether it's the offensive incompetency, whether it's the delay of games, that it seems that we still cannot get a play in. I don't understand how we cannot get a play in when you have a veteran quarterback, you have a head coach who's now in his third year and has been calling plays for a while. You still cannot get a play in on time. Those are terrible penalties that can't keep happening. I get that there were injuries on the offensive line, but I will tell you this right now. That guy Spriggs should absolutely not be allowed back into the building this week. (laughs) That might be one of the worst offensive linemen I've ever seen in my entire life. And right behind him is Rashawn Coward, who could not recognize a twist on the defensive line. Yeah, that was couldn't, and he's a former defensive lineman. He literally chased the wrong guy. <laughs> so they're like, well, maybe he doesn't know what it is. It's like, no, this guy is a converted defensive lineman. If he doesn't know basic stunts like twists, then maybe he shouldn't be playing offensive line. That was atrocious. He chased the wrong guy and let his man in. I mean, they were getting clean looks, and I'm not, and I'm not, you know what? Bowles was under pressure, but at the same time. He's seeing ghosts out there. He's backpedaling. Yeah. He's doing 13-step drops, just launching the ball off of his back foot even when there isn't pressure. Uh, he missed Mooney on that touchdown. I don't. I think Aikman alluded to it a little bit, but Mooney was open if he would have thrown that ball inside. He threw yeah. it outside and had Mooney run straight into the defender. Literally, any quarterback puts that inside with Mooney's speed, let lead him a little bit, that's a touchdown. Um, so missed opportunities like that. Another terrible interception from Nick Foles. Three straight weeks of just inexcusable egregious interceptions from a veteran quarterback. Um, I know we're going to talk about Javon Wims and what he did because we can go on for an hour about that. But just like overall, <laughs> man, it was a full-on implosion. And if you listen to it, Aikman was absolutely burying us. He was, was dead on. He was, he, was burying dead on. Jimmy, he was burying Jimmy Graham for lack of effort the entire game. So Jimmy Graham's just not running his routes. He's just nonchalantly going in and out. He talked about this team imploding. He talked about the Javon Wims punch. He talked about the delay of games, the holding calls, whatever it is, wherever you want to start, they're all over the place with this team. It was the 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 thing that really I thought he hit dead on because was at the end of the game when we're trying to drive down and win the game. A touchdown wins the game. The game is over. We're kind of just like nonchalantly yeah. walking around and like like it's the second quarter. It's like, Doug. No urgency. No urgency whatsoever. Go down and try to score a touchdown. Do something, man. Don't. don't. It was like, hey, I mean, maybe we'll just make Santos kick a 50-yard field goal to get to overtime. You got a false start and a fucking punt. Yeah, like, it's just like <laughs> brutal, brutal, brutal stuff, right? Um, I mean, yeah. I want to go back to the, to the because you mentioned it before, Nick, with the Saints were going to go for it on fourth down. We had multiple third and t- like we, I think one was third and 12 and one was like third and 13. Third and 14. Yeah, third and 14, where all oh, gee. And Drew, like you said, Drew Brees hasn't thrown the ball more than 12 yards the entire game. His arm does not exist. His <laughs> arm is dust. We were talking Finished. about that too. It's, it's absolutely dust. Cooked. Correct. Go, go, 
jam at the line. Don't let him get a free release. And it was like we were going to give up 10 yards and then like, okay, it's fourth and three. They'll punt, but they weren't punting. You know what I'm saying? So, like, don't just automatically give up 8, 9, 10 yards on a curl route on third and 13. Then another thing you mentioned, Big Nick, was the middle of the field was wide open. Now, I watch as many Saints games as you guys because I watch them when they're on national TV or they're on the late afternoon kick. Alvin Kamara runs one route. It's to the left, and it's a dot, and, and and it's like a triangle cut back over the middle of the field. He runs this route five or six times a week, and I mean, I, it's I don't want to just gash us because it seems to work on everybody, but that's something that we have to know is coming over the middle of the field. And Nick, you were talking about it in the group chat, the middle of the field was wide open for or against us for the Saints anytime they wanted to go at it and. They hit it on Taysom Hill for a touchdown. They hit it on touchdown going into half, and Kamara broke off a couple big plays on that as well. So, Jared Cook, Taysom Hill, yeah, both. Yeah, however you want it. Should we talk about Javon? Well, and then also, I mean, just real quick, and and during one stretch of football yesterday that we saw a delay a game on the Bears, a sack for nine yards, and then a false start and a punt. So it's just like it. Yeah, we're gonna. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna tell you in the third quarter, the Bears ran ten offensive plays. They gained a total of twenty-three yards and lost a total of thirty yards on penalties, two punts and an interception, and three drives. Like, just you might as well just hand the ball to Drew Brees and just tell him, "Dude, where yeah. do you want the? Where do you want to place the ball?" Like, yeah. <laughs> like this is ridiculous. Yo, like, yo, Drew, where do you want to start? On, yeah, like, like for real. But honestly, we, we kept letting them start inside the fifty. We were giving them yeah. great field position all game. So you keep giving Drew Brees a short field. It doesn't matter if his arm's not existent. Right. If he only has to go forty yards, they can dunk on you all day. Right. Well, this that kind of, that's actually a perfect segue into we're going to talk about discipline. The third quarter was atrocious. We've been bad in the third quarter all year. So that doesn't change last yeah. night. It's just an indictment on the head coach. Like, what what are we doing at halftime? Right. Let's talk. I'm gonna I'm gonna play the whims clip and then then Nagy on discipline um, after that. But we'll go whim first. And then after the whistle, uh, whims and Gardner wow. Johnson exchange blows, and whims wound up and punched him flat out. And now there's a big pile up and a fight underway right in front of the Bears bench. Javon Wims retaliated. That's not going to end well. Wims is coming up, clapping his hands and stuff, but nope, can't do that. So, Nick, you said you had a breakdown. Yeah. I I, I heard something about a chain. Go ahead, give, give us the breakdown real quick, and then we could talk about the actual – yeah, so I guess there was a full 11, 11 minutes between the initial incident and when Javon Wims finally uh, caught C.J. Gardner-Johnson in traffic. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's what he did. Yeah. Uh, so I guess C.J. Gardner-Johnson had ripped off Wims' mouthpiece after a play earlier in the game, right? He ripped it out of his mouth. Ripped it off of his, his helmet. It was hanging from the helmet. Oh, you know, the ball looped around. I got you. Pulls it out, right? So obviously, you know, Wims wants to get this retaliation, but he subbed out of the game. The Bears then get a delay of game penalty, of course, because we do that multiple times per week. Um, <laughs> and then I guess there was an entire Saint drive. The guy is saying after an entire Saints drive where Wims was stewing on the bench for 11 real life minutes, he gets back into the game. And on the first play of the next drive, 
he catches CJ Gardner Johnson, rips his chain out, <laughs> and then punches him in the helmet. All because he had ripped his mouthpiece off earlier. Now, this is the same guy who last year when they played the Saints, they were doing the little midget thing with Tariq Cohen's. It's just shit talking. I think CJ Gardner Johnson talks a lot of shit. That's the same dude that Mike Thomas knocked out. Right. He got suspended yeah. for. So apparently yeah. he's had some incidents in his pro career. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what happens. So, so this wasn't just like completely out of nowhere. And I don't think it had anything to do with the Anthony Miller thing that they showed. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me, let me, <laughs> you did catch him in traffic. Him that's in exactly traffic. what he did. Wait, did you see, did you see CJ Gardner Johnson's response on Instagram? Uh-oh. He, said, he said, quote, Batman punch like a female. Don't cap for the gram. <laughs> yeah so okay so we we know the type of cat we're dealing with right look a bit of an instigator a bit of an instigator for sure i think uh and i know we're laughing but i was embarrassed as a bears fan when when i saw the clip and i was at home i, I cringed for sure like this is all they're going to talk about and now for whims because first off he doesn't do anything ever and and, and so for the rest of his life, people he's gonna come up and then that we're gonna talk about him punching dude in the head on national TV. Yep. Like that's what's gonna happen. So that's a tra- tragic as is. No one's gonna talk about him being an NFL wide receiver. He's gonna be the guy that punched a dude in the head on TV. So a couple different things. Rip his chain off and get in his face and say something to him. Cool. Yeah. Get rip his chain off. And then hit him once, it looks a lot worse than hitting him. I mean, it looks a lot less. doesn't look as bad as hitting him twice while my man just stands there. I think he was kind of caught off guard that uh, Buddy didn't do anything after he hit him the first time. So he didn't know what to do. So he was like, I, I mean, I guess I better hit him again. But, dude, I, I, I swear to you, I would have cut whims before the game ended without question yeah i think think he's gonna get cut if you listen to naggy after the press conference he was like i haven't seen the clip yet but he's like i I just keep going back to the third quarter incident i just keep going back to that third quarter incident it's enough to just listen man snatching somebody's chain is enough of a flex that you can walk off after you do that let him retaliate after you snatch the chain you know if you snatch somebody's chain off it's it's you're saying everything that needs to be said, right? It's, yeah. it's disrespect. Who was it that snatched the chain? Was, it, uh, was that Janoris Jenkins or was that uh, uh, no? Yeah, I'll Crabtree. Crabtree, you, you don't want the smoke. So it's just like, <laughs> yo, take the chain off of him. If he wants to retaliate at that point, fine. You know what I mean? But you don't need to start. I don't understand close pitch punching a helmet. That's how you break your hand. You're a wide receiver. You need those. Uh, <laughs> you're not, That's what I was about to say. And you're not a good enough player to, 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 to bring that to the field in a loss. You're losing the game in a crucial drive on offense yeah. when you already cannot do anything. You are not a good offensive receiver. You know what I mean? You're the fourth receiver on the Bears, and you go and do something stupid like oh, that no, in a is, nationally televised game. Well, this is the thing, too. It's like you had 11 minutes to, like, calm down, and he got you that out of your mental that literally for almost 15 minutes, the you first were play. the first time you see it. Like, that's what you go and do. Like, yeah. you didn't calm down at all for the next 10 or 12 minutes. Well, I want to like, know who was on the sidelines with you, him too. Someone must right. have seen him like, hey, Javon, man, you good? Like, no. Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> You just can't let somebody get you that off no. your, your mental in a, in a national football game. 
Also, what? did you hear the re- the ref said instead of saying he was ejected, he said he disqualified himself from the game. Yeah. Do you think Javon just threw the punch and was like, "Fuck it, I'm out of here," and just like walked out? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, we didn't have to go review that shit or anything. Like, I was just like, "I'm out." <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> like, that is true. Yeah. Like, um, I can't imagine being Javon Wims' agent today and be like, dude, you just cost yourself. You're going to get fined this game check. You're not going to collect any future game checks because you're going to be unemployed. Like, do you realize how fragile your, like, NFL career is right now? Like, right. you're just an idiot. You're, yeah. you're a fourth-string wide receiver <laughs> on an awful team, <laughs> which means you're a practice squad guy on a right. decent team. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. And now you have a reputation of punching people in the head. Like, yeah, he yeah. got some side. He's caught two touchdown passes in his three-year career. Like, come on, man. This is not – and just – the time that it happened in the game, too. Just yeah. all, all part of that third quarter when we still have a chance to win the game. It's just stupid. It's selfish. If I'm Matt Nagy, I'm 100% cutting that guy. No doubt. I, I don't see any reason to keep him on the football team after that because he's just proven to you that Javon Wims is more important than the Chicago Bears. And I don't like talking like that because I sound like somebody on the yeah. score. But, <laughs> like, that's it's the truth. You know what I mean? Like, you, you can't do shit like that. It was stupid. Yeah, here's uh here's Nagy on discipline, and then we'll we'll talk about these comments. Just in general, it seemed like discipline was maybe an issue throughout this game and some unforced errors. Do you do you agree with that? And can you pinpoint why that continues to be an issue? Yeah, no, you're you're exactly right. You're right. There is there is issues there. That that's what bothers me, and that's what pisses me off is that is that there is that issue still going on. Excuse my French, but um, you know we're reading it from a wristband, so um, you know. I just uh, I'm struggling with that right now, and and it's uh, it's getting you into a hole. It's called you know, and and so that has to uh, that has to change. Um, yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I can't sit here and say anything other than what you just said. When you have somebody throwing punches, when you have um, the things that are going on right now um, with us in the offense, and, and just trying to get things going, guys are fighting. They're sticking together. But then you have that happen. It, it just it it takes away everything that, that you work hard to get to and fight for. And what bothers me is we got a lot of we got a lot of uh, good guys that, that are doing things the right way. And then it just it takes it away. For the hundredth time, I'm going to say this. You're talking far too much. <clears throat> we need to clean it up. It's a very bad look. I'm going to talk to the guys and I'm going to make sure this doesn't happen anymore. Not about we're reading off a wristband. You're throwing your quarterback under. He essentially said, look. Oh, that, he just threw him under the wide, he, he, yeah, way he, under the bus and he, rolled over. He flat out said, yo, Nick, bro, what the fuck are you doing? I mean, we're reading it off. Of, we're, how, why are we getting delay games? What are you doing? You're a clown. You're reading it off a wristband. I say call play number 26. You, you call yeah, play number exactly. 26. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So what's the problem? Yeah, what's the like, problem? <laughs> what, what, what's going on here? You're talking too much. But secondly – the discipline thing, and you're the offensive guy, like, he never wants to take responsibility for anything. He never – it's never like, I know the guys aren't being disciplined right now. The third quarter has been an absolute disaster all year. I'm working on getting it together and getting it fixed. No, instead, no. He, just, he just sat there that entire press conference and said, you're right you're right. That's how you know he talks too much because he's struggling to find an answer. And he's just said, you're right. You know, you're, you're spot on with that one, man. I can't even argue with what you're saying right now. Like, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about, man? Get mad. 
Like I, I, I'm not, I'm not over here advocating like the old school coach who goes in there and breaks the water cooler. But man, after watching some shit like that, where that constantly happens in the third quarter and it's always penalties and it's always delay of games, and like you said, you got guys punching people on the helmet. Like, yo, you have to go in there and you have to light into your team, but you also have to go in there and you have to take accountability. I am failing right now. Right. I do Just not have that. control. I need to get better control of my club, and that's what we're going to do this week, period. End of the question. That's yes. it. Next I need to question. get better control of my team. Next question. Next question. That's taking responsibility, telling you what I'm going to do, but not sitting there. Oh, you're right, buddy. Like, <laughs> yeah, man. You, if you see it, I see it. I don't I don't know. Well, you tell me. Like, you're, <laughs> you're right. You're right. What is it? What are you, the fucking principal's office? Like, come on, man. No, for real. You're right. You're, but that's- I completely agree. It's great analysis. Like, shut up, dude. Stop, stop fucking giving press conferences if that's what you're going to do. Yeah, dude. It, I, they're, I they're, they're unbearable. I'd rather have the Belichick on to the next game than what the what this guy is giving us every week. It, it's painful. If we and the reporters watching the game can see the exact same thing that Nagy's doing, then what is the point of Nagy? Like, if you're the coach, you have to either have some insight or analysis or, like you said, Nick, like, be hard and change your tone. But if you're just going to agree with the questions, like, what are you doing? Like, why do we need you? And if you're going to tell us some shit, tell us some adjustments you made at halftime to lead to that third quarter. Hey, this right. is what we tried coming out the second half, and, and this it shit just didn't work. But you just want to come out here and just, you're right, and we're calling off a wristband. That is that is so throwing your quarterback under the bus, the quarterback that you hand chose, yeah. right, the guy that you wanted to come in and play, the guy that you trust, the guy that you've worked with, the guy that you've built rapport with, and you want to say, oh, yeah, he's reading off a wristband, so I don't really know why we're getting delayed games. It starts at the top. I told you last week. It starts at the top. Real leaders fucking take it on the chin and say, that's on me. I need to find a way to get Nick those plays in faster. Maybe we should try doing more, more no huddle. I don't fucking know. Maybe we should have the signs like Oregon and fucking hold them up and you see a shoe and that means run left. I don't fucking know. But whatever you're doing right now, it does not work. Go well, like, go tell him that in the locker room. I just, <laughs> it's, just, it's just like mind-boggling, bro. The stuff that he says at, at press conferences on a weekly basis – he just doesn't need to see. It doesn't do anything for anybody but make us look worse than we already look. Well, like, Foles wants to run the hurry up. He wants to move to the line of scrimmage and then read the defense and change the play and figure out what he wants to do. He wants to be basically Peyton Manning. Nagy wants to, like, play chess out here and, like, make these situational substitutions and you got guys running on late and calling audibles and stuff. It's like, this is your quarterback. You wanted this offense. But now the offense that you have, the quarterback doesn't want to run it. So... You guys need to figure this out before Sunday because once Sunday comes and everybody's confused, it doesn't lead to good results. So make up your mind on how this offense is going to run because Foles does not want to huddle up and deal with substitutions every play, and Nagy doesn't want to run the hurry up. So why is Foles in at, at the game? It just makes no sense. And, and Nick, we were talking about this yesterday as well. I think there's a, a – and I don't think this gets talked about enough, and I know we haven't talked about it enough, but – offensively from the coaching standpoint, there's a difference in a guy that can like scheme up an offense and draw it and design it. And then there's a guy that could do that and, and call it correctly in game situations. There is absolutely no doubt that I think Matt Nagy. Well, I don't even think he does this well right now anyway, but he puts together the offense better than he calls it in for in-game situations. There's no doubt about it. And we were talking about how it's an art form. Allegedly. Allegedly. Right. But right. But I mean, he he's he's a terrible play caller. It was a little better yesterday, but he's a bad play caller. 
it, 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 he might just need to get that portion of it to someone else. Focus on designing and scheming the offense going into the week because situationally he doesn't make adjustments. He's shown that. And it's week in and week out. We're having the same conversations about the offense. But ultimately, he's the one scheming this offense that they're running on Sunday. So it kind of goes hand in hand, right? So we can talk about, hey, maybe in his head he has all these great plays, right? And maybe that's what he's better at. But at the end of the day, he's still taking those plays into Sunday. So if you're just going to have him scheme an offense, what's he going to do? Scheme an offense, have laser call completely different plays. Whatever he does Monday through Friday is what you're going to see on Sunday. And what he's doing Monday through Friday is not working come Sunday. Again, I, I killed that Anthony Miller stretch play yesterday because you do not have the offensive line to run a play like that. You just don't. You don't have the offensive line to run a play where the, it starts four years, four yards in the backfield. You just can't because the guys are already there. So you can't do stuff like that. You need to call different plays. So if that's what he's scheming Monday through Friday and you're just going to have someone else call it, you're still calling these naggy plays no, I mean, that don't work. Listen, here are his good plays. Part of coaching is self-scouting. You have to know your strengths and weaknesses of your own team. And right now, the offensive line is a huge weakness. And like you said, Nick, they're not combating that at all by giving, putting in extra protections, having a fullback or an extra tight end in there. Like They're still having him in the shotgun running these seven-step drops for these intricate downfield routes that like there's 0% chance that that's going to work, and that's on Nagy to know what his offense can and cannot do. You shouldn't even be practicing that shit. You really, you should take, do like the Saints did and realize your quarterback doesn't have an arm and just try to scheme yeah. that way. He doesn't make any, he doesn't make, so he doesn't make halftime adjustments. He doesn't make week to week adjustments. You know what he's doing? He's fucking being you. That is it. It is be you. Like we yeah. talked about that last year. Like, what does it mean? I think we're 100% seeing what it means. He truthfully believes that this is what an NFL offense looks, looks like. And he's completely oblivious to his personnel. His part, yeah. Well, I think that's the biggest piece because the personnel that we have just, I think that's the biggest piece of it. I think the years that he's been here, he's just ignored the personnel and just, just wants to run what he wants to do. And we don't have the pieces for that. Trubisky wasn't the piece. Foles isn't the piece. None of that is, none of those are the pieces that he's, we, we just don't have it. As simple as that. And that's, and that, I think a lot of that falls at Pace's feet as well. Yeah, for sure. 100%. Yeah, Nick Foles sucks. Let's just go ahead and say, I think we were hoping that he didn't suck and like he'd just be slightly better than sucking, but he sucks. He sucks. I mean, Aikman was openly calling for Trubisky yesterday. They've had that one play where Trubisky came in and ran, and then we never saw him again. But like, it was a valid critique that, that Trubisky at least could run, that there was that play in overtime where he, Foles had all sorts of running room and he just stood there like a statue, got sacked. Like, Tell me what Foles does well. Like, I'm not saying that they should go back to Mitch, but if you are saying that this is your quarterback, tell me why he's the right man for the job. Call up Shanahan and get that, uh, was that 2016 RG3 offense? You have no <laughs> you have no future anything in Mitch anyway, so you don't really care if he gets hurt. I mean, it's kind of fucked up to say, but go ahead and throw him out yeah. there and feed him to the wolves, man. Let him run. Fuck it. You know what I mean? Like, it, 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 at this point, <laughs> what else are you going to do? It's like, just throw him out there and expose him. That's what he wants to do anyways. Let his ass run around and, and, and not have to throw the ball deep downfield. But, yeah, to your point, um, and shout out uh, Cody Porter. He hit me on the uh, the message saying it looks like Foles looks at his first read and then has no idea what to do when it's not there, which is the same thing that we said about Mitch Trubisky. The difference was when Mitch Trubisky didn't have that first read, at least he could run. That play yesterday where Foles had about nine yards of daylight in front of him but refused to tuck and run it and instead just took a sack, 
they need to look at that play over and over and over again and decide what you want to do with the quarterback position because there was a first down potentially there, but Foles didn't even think about tucking and running. He and that was like the one the time the offensive, the offensive line gave him good protection. Like he had time and he refused to do anything with it. That was the one time I was like, damn, Mitch would have Mitch would have made that play. Yeah, naked bootleg <laughs> with Mitch. <laughs> he would have picked up that first down. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> Run that naked bootleg with Mitch and just call it a day. Yeah. Uh, I've never said that in my life. I was watching that. I was like, damn, Mitch, 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 <laughs> Mitch picks up that first down, no doubt. Well, any guys who have any type of, I mean, like, it was there. Right. Like, I understand he's slow and immobile, but he probably could have got four or five yards on that. But instead, you take a four-yard loss on a sack. I, I just don't get it. Yeah, I get you. I'm getting sun in my face over here. Um, I want to talk about Allen Robinson because I know it's, from from the the Bears fan angle, and I'm gonna, I'm I'm interested to hear what you guys got to say about this. But from the from the Bears fan angle, it's like extend him. It's obvious, right? I'm starting to think about it from Allen Robinson's angle. Get me the fuck out of here. Like w- w- extent, like I could hundred percent get out of this town and not have to deal with no quarterback. I haven't had a quarterback my whole entire pearl career. We already know the list, Trubisky, Bortles, whatever. But, like, I could probably get the same amount of money you guys are offering from a lot better squad. Like, I'm starting to think of, we're not. why would I want to stay here? Like, first off, you're disrespecting me by not getting me a contract in the first place. I'm the best player on offense by a by a landslide <laughs> so not even close. Yeah, not even it's, close. Not, it's not even close right so you're not giving me a contract you're not offering me what i think i'm worth and i got some of these numbers pulled up first off we got him on a we got him on a great deal because he was coming off injury right yep 15 in 2018 15.8 million in, in 2019 14 million and then this year he's getting paid 13 million dollars three-year deal very friendly, coming off the knee. I get it. He's outperformed the contract, in my opinion. But like you should like some of these. So he made 14. Hopkins is making 27 and a quarter. Well, we know he's one of the best, right? <laughs> Julio's making 22. Keenan Allen signed a four-year deal worth $80 million. He was 28 years old. That's what Allen Robinson's going to look for. Allen Robinson's 27 years old. But is he just as good as Keelan Allen? I would say so. He, you could argue that they're about just as they're, they're about even when it comes to like, you, they're a good comparison. Big, strong, not burners, but they don't drop anything. Like good wide receivers. So Keenan Allen is kind of the comparison. And he's but played like, with better quarterbacks than Keenan yeah. Allen, which is saying a lot because Keenan Allen's played with fucking Phillip Rivers and uh, now Justin what's, Herbert. But yeah. Justin Herbert is yeah he's not no he's nice yeah I'm Joe just Montana like, yeah, we, yeah he's on his way but I think <laughs> dude, to your point the fact that Allen Robinson is on pace for 100 catches and 1200 yards is nothing short of a miracle considering the offensive struggles that we had that tells me he should probably have 130 catches you know if like in a good team he would be putting up Mike dude, Robinson he would, Mike, he Mike, would be uh, going Thomas berserk he'd yeah be like going, 130 catches yeah he'd be going crazy he has yeah so like just some other Brandon Cooks, 16, 16.2 million. Thielen, he's better. He's better than all these guys. Thielen, he's better than Thielen. Juice Landry is a dog. He's making fifteen. 
Devontae, I didn't realize Devontae Adams was only making 14 and a half. That's a steal. And he, I think he's about to get paid, though. He, he needs to because he's a, he's a monster. He shouldn't show up to next week. But, <laughs> dude, yeah, he's down here with Emmanuel Sanders is making 12 million. Alshon's making 13 million. And Allen Robinson's making 14. Yeah, he's criminally underpaid. And like you said, he's by far the best part of the offense. If we didn't have him, It'd be scary to think what we would, what our offense would look like without Allen Robinson and his 50 catches um, because he has bailed us out on a lot. A lot of those catches are difficult catches. They're catches where he's laying out. He's making a big grab for us. Um, and the dude plays hard, man. Like, he was even frustrated yesterday. Then he came out and made a huge play. Yep. Like, he is there. He is showing up. He is consistent. You know, I don't know how he is in the locker room, but I've never heard a bad thing. And it seems like all the guys rallied for him when it was time to pay, which tells you a lot. Like, yeah. these guys see that. Guys around the league see that. You know what I mean? And it's just, you're not paying a quarterback. So, yeah, fucking pay Allen Robinson. Call the fact that. that he was even out there shows his toughness. Like, he was in concussion protocol all week. It would have been very understandable for him to not want to play in this game and sit out and rest. Like, more power to him if that's the way you feel. But he went out there and balled out. Like, and that's where his leverage is that because he is the offense right now. So, like, he can go to Ryan Pace and say, I need top five wide receiver money or else I'm going to go somewhere else and get that money. And your offense is going to be without any sort of weapon. So, I mean, I hope A-Rob gets paid. But like you said, Sean, I wouldn't mind. I mean, if I was him, I would be looking elsewhere and see who else can offer me some I'm, money. I'm starting the, to the think like. The New England like, Patriots. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm starting to think like if I'm Allen Robinson, listen, the perfect time to pay him is when we were a, we were a fake three and one. And we had we had a fake really good football team, and we people were talking like we could actually do something. M- meanwhile, we know that's not true, and we know we weren't very good. But that's the time to pay him. If I'm him, and I'm at the crib like this morning, if I could, okay, let me get this straight. I could get the same amount of money here and stay in Chicago, or I could go somewhere like New England or a different, better run organization with a better quarterback with and a quarterback. better coach, and get the same amount of money, like. Sweetheart. Well, that's why he should ask for top five money, and then if they don't give it to him, he's like, okay, well, I'll have fun playing somewhere else. Start start packing up the crib. Yeah, if you want me to, if you want me to deal with this shit, you better make it worth my while. That's what I'm saying. Exactly right. Yeah. So we're fighting for catches, like yeah. Yeah, it's like we're talking about should we pay him? Why? Why would he want to (laughs) stay? Like that's the real question. That that's what I was thinking about last night. Like people are talking about because I tweeted out extend Allen Robinson, but like. If I'm him, that yeah, like like you said, uh, Cameron, this 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 dollar figure is gonna have to be so crazy for me to even want to stay here and deal with this shit, or I'm out of here. Like, there's just no reason for me to stay. I don't see anything changing. He's gonna have to deal with probably another quarterback, another offense. If not, like, it's a lot. It's a lot to sign on to, especially knowing you're. It's not. It's not. It's not a good offense to to be a part of. Well, and with Mooney emerging as a hundred percent bona fide number two. Why would you not want to have A-Rob there, especially since Mooney's a late-round draft pick that you're not going to be paying a lot of money to over the next four years, right? So you can pay A-Rob on that deal while not worrying having to pay another wide receiver if Mooney's that good, which I think he is. I think at this point, you know, Mooney has shown us that this kid can play, um, and he's also suffering from bad quarterback-itis because, again, he's had a few Mm -hmm. touchdowns that he's left out there. But, yeah, I mean, you have the makings of a solid receiver core. Um, Why would you get rid of that and then push your offense even further back? And, and I think that that's what they're looking at right now. So I, I, don't, I don't get what's going on in the front office. I think maybe Ryan Pace needs to come down and give a little press conference, tell us what the fuck is going on, because Bears fans need to hear from him and see just exactly what the plan was going into this year, because it's just all confusing to me. 
It, none of this, none of this makes sense, man. On the field, off the field, it's a disaster. It's crazy that four weeks ago we were optimistic. I at least was trying to be optimistic, and I'm the most negative Bears fan there is. But man, this is why I don't get excited for this team. The Chicago Bears have been searching for offensive football for 30 plus years. And really, even then, it was just like Walter Payton, right? We've been searching for the vertical passing game. The Chicago Bears have been searching for the passing game their entire existence. Think about right. that. Been searching for the vertical passing game for our entire existence, and we're one of the original franchises in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> like, he, said, <laughs> he said we one of the first, huh? Yeah, it's, it's for an eternity. We have been looking for the vertical passing game, and we cannot find it. Yeah, I mean... Like I, I tweeted no matter the coach, coach, no matter the general manager, no matter the quarterback, no matter the decade, it's no crazy. matter the uniform, it's kind of, it's kind of no wild. matter the logo. I guess the only thing that hasn't changed is the ownership. So we could talk about that for another pod. But literally, our whole life, we are this is we, we've seen the same football team our, our parents' life. lives. Yeah, it's it's insane. It's our just parents' like, lives. It's almost like hard. Their to parents' do. lives. They've been searching for offensive football. When did we start? 100 years ago, maybe? They've been searching for offensive yeah. football. Yeah, 100, 101 years ago, 101, right? yeah. Yeah. 101 years of searching for a quarterback is what those 100-year jerseys should have said last year. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen one? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Bears, the Bears are at Tennessee <laughs> next week. At the Titans, coming off a loss. That could get interesting. Then we're at home, back on Monday night against the Vikings which we have to take care of business there. I think we will. I but, yo, yeah, you got to realistically look at the schedule. And if you want to figure out the Bears' year, look at each team that we're about to play and say, can we beat this team scoring 17 to 20 points? <laughs> right. Really 14 to 20. That's that's our range right here, right? Can So look at it. Can we beat Tennessee scoring 14 to 20? No. Yeah, absolutely not. Can we beat the Vikings scoring 14 to 20? No. no. Can we beat the Packers scoring 14 to 20? No. Can we beat the Lions scoring 14 to 20? Probably. Yeah. Can we beat the Texans scoring 14 to 20? Maybe. They suck. Can yeah. we beat the Vikings again scoring 14 to 20? Probably not. Jacksonville? Yes. Packers again? No. Bears are going to win 7 and 9. <laughs> That's it. 14 to 20. You cannot rely on them scoring points. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, like at all. You have to grade them on a scale of how, of how bad like how bad the Texans defense is though. Like maybe the 14 to 20 bumps up to 18 to 24 against the Texans or something like that. Yeah. I mean, we put up 30 against the, uh, the Falcons, such a bad defense, right. but look what I, we need to do to win that game. We only put up 17 against the giants. The bears are going to win like seven <laughs> games all against teams that have like fired their coach, like the Falcons, the Jaguars, the Texans, like that's the bears going to be, that's how we're going to compile our record. The Jaguars fire their coach. No, not yet. It's only a matter of time. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, no, 14 to 20 points, 17 average. How do we keep getting these crazy time slots? We had, we played America's game yesterday. That was showing us. The bears bring in TV ratings. That was showing us breaking news. Dude, that made me so pissed. Dude, Yo, what, every what, five seconds. What was that about? Drew Brees passes, passes the record. It's like, wait, we're in the middle of the season and Tom hasn't even played yet. This he plays tomorrow. And like, <laughs> we're two days before an election. Like, can you not strike the breaking news thing? Like, everyone's on panic, like, stress alert 10 already. Like, can you calm down? No, for real. Yeah, like, what, yeah, like, yeah what happened? Shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw it the first time, and I thought that was kind of weird because, like, like we just said, Tom plays tomorrow. They, they, were, they were breaking that shit like Tom was retired. Yeah. Are they gonna win it? Tom Brady throws a touchdown today. Is ESPN gonna flash a breaking news like breaking? 
Like yeah. it was so ridiculous. The announcers didn't even mention it. It clearly wasn't that important. But yeah, like exactly. So <laughs> they showed it the first time, and I'm like, that's kind of stupid because Tom plays tomorrow. But okay. So then the second one jumps up, and I'm like, man, something something else happened. And then it was the same thing. And then it happened like three or four times, and I was like. This can't okay, be the Drew Brees thing again. Up, yeah. <laughs> like, and it, it, was, it, went, it went through his whole bio. It was like Brees, drafted by the Chargers, won a yeah. Super Bowl. I'm like, we, don't, we are watching a Saints game. We all know who Drew Brees is. Like, <laughs> like a funeral for Drew Brees' arm. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. It was like his eulogy. If are we going to do this every week? Like, come on. I didn't know that him and Falls went to the same high school. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, I they showed that? Yeah, I've yeah. heard that before. Yeah. Um, and while you're always speaking of our time slots, this, this is unrelated, but can we please get the NFC East off of primetime? Oh my god, yeah. can they can, whoever, whoever's <laughs> listening in the league office? Can we please stop putting NFC East competitions in primetime? I we did I, not need that last night. I felt <laughs> bad or tonight. <laughs> I felt bad for Danucci because I was like, so man, his first game is on, he couldn't do this shit in peace. <laughs> on like, <laughs> Like on a right. Sunday afternoon at noon, like man, they they put, they put my man on Sunday night, yeah. like in Philly, like, in yeah. Philly, yeah, just like brutal, brutal, brutal shit. And he was getting his ass rocked. He yeah, got he, walloped on that fumble. Yeah, <laughs> he was just getting walloped. I was talking. I was thinking, like, man, I bet you his boys <laughs> were all hype because, like, they're about to watch their guy. Like I never on thought Sunday he'd night. start on Sunday night football. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah! Like starting on Sunday night football, and then I, I will say, watching Dallas makes me feel better about the Bears. I'm like, all right, there's a coach that is worse at managing the clock and like controlling his players than than Nagy because Mike like, McCarthy is like, what are you doing, bro? Like, and we knew this. Like, yeah, I don't know yeah, what Jerry was trying to do when he hired <laughs> this man. Like, literally, Aaron Rodgers could not wait for this guy to get out of town. Yeah. <laughs> I could not wait for this guy to get out of town. Such an inept coach. Bring the Mike McCarthy show to Dallas. It's, it, what a joke. They still have not scored a touchdown since Dak got hurt. Wait, what? I don't think they haven't scored a touchdown since Dak got hurt. I'm almost positive. Is that true? Yeah. Um, I didn't realize that. that was... You're right. No. <laughs> okay. We're getting uh, off topic here. But Okay. Let's make a prop. The end of the year. What's more? Bears touchdowns in the third quarter or Dallas touchdowns post-Dak? Like. Yo, Dak has not. They have not scored a touchdown. Still, it's, I mean, because Dak got hurt in the Cardinals game, right? Or did he get hurt against the Giants? So they scored one touchdown uh, against uh, the cow against the Cardinals, but I don't know if that was offensive or not. They lost twenty-five to three to the uh, Redskins and twenty-three to nine to the Cowboys. So they've scored 10, 13, 22 points in three games. Yeah, that's crazy. Dak, as soon as that leg injury heals, don't show up. Tell him you got another one and you need your money. Got to get the got to get the bread. I need to rub but, my check on it. My signing bonus is the only thing that fix my knee. <laughs> so Bears are in Tennessee next week. That's going to be a really tough game. They're coming off a loss. That's an L. Let's just keep it 100. That's a loss. And it's over. Then we'll be right back to we'll be right back to the standard 500 football and in the middle of the pack and not knowing where to go. Let me ask you this real quick before we get off. If we end up finishing the season seven, say say seven or eight wins, would, would you be ready to move from Pace and Nagy at the end of the year? If it continues to look like it looks right now and there's just no no adjustments made, um, yeah, I would be. If he tries to do some changes and the team just isn't good enough, I think overall his – it's hard, man. I don't know, man. Yeah, I, I think yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, Nagy. I mean, pace for sure. I think they have to be a package deal. Yeah, like you can't let Nagy 
stay around for a new GM that doesn't know if he wants him or not. And you can't let Pace pick another quarterback and pick another coach. Like he's shown that he can't do that part of the job. So they either both have to stay or both have to go. Right. Like, Pace I, has to go. Yeah. I don't see what Pace has earned to, to qualify for, to keep this job. He has not done a good job building this roster. He, he yeah. misread the quarter. I think you go back to him misreading the quarterback. Oh, yeah. Would you rather have Jameis Winston for a million and a half right now? Like, come on, yes. man. Like, this is ridiculous. Forget about a million and a half. Like, why not give him a little money and commit to, you know? I don't know, no, I don't know like, about committing to Jameis yet, but, but yeah. But like a two-year It'd be way I, better than this. Yeah, yeah, it would. It would. He'd throw the interceptions, but at least there'd be some touchdowns with it. No question. He would. Eat some Ws. I, we said that before this team. We're like, yo, look, if we get Jameis, it'll, it'll be entertaining. It'll be entertaining. Yeah. It's a roller coaster ride. It'll be a roller coaster ride no matter what. Like, a lot of shit will be going on. He so, can't I, run either, but yeah. Go ahead, Eli. I said I would take him over yeah. Foles. Oh, no question. Absolutely. For that money and keep the fourth round pick that they trade. Like, yeah, no. Yeah, no doubt. Save an extra 20 million you could pay Allen Robinson with. <laughs> no question. But yeah, that's the thing about Allen. I don't know if I even want to come back. That's how I'm that's how I'm starting to look at the Allen Robinson situation. If he if for me, if he ends up leaving the Bears, we disrespected him and I understand it through and through. And there's there's why would you stay here? There's no quarterback, there's nothing here. And if he does sign, he deserves it. So either way, Allen Robinson can do whatever he wants. For me now, if he leaves, I understand. If he doesn't, cool. We need him. So we'll leave it there. No catch on Sports Talk via Chicago. Bears recap week eight. The L's are starting to pile up. <laughs> For Big Nick the Quick, Eli K. Run, I'm Sean Little. Make sure you lock in with us. No catch on Sports Talk via Chicago. We out of here.